And there goes me audio and all. And all. And all right. And there goes, uh, hey, through the magic of pause, right? The video is going to be weird because I just keep unpausing it. There, it is, there are no breaks in that video. All right. Um, bread tube. You see, this is where you go. Now, the thing about bread tube is mm-hmm. it's where good new young white people yes. are de radicalizing racist. And de-radicalizing misogynists mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and making them better people for the future. This is what BreadTube does. Yeah. To my understanding, mm-hmm. that's what they've told me. That's why they have to debate Nazis, to de-radicalize them. Yeah, I, I've never um, I've never done the research to see if that's actually happening. So we're just going by their claim. It's not happening. we're looking at some of how they are doing this. Now, I'm guessing that Brianna Joy Gray said something about something, which I, I, I've i generally unfollowed Brianna Joy Gray because if she just did monologues by herself, mm-hmm. I could listen to her. Yeah. But she is obsessed with sitting across the table from people that never say anything new. Mm. Like, like right now in the thumbnail that we're looking at that the listeners to this program can't see, there she is on Rising, mm-hmm. sitting across from Robbie, and all Robbie is going to say is the same conservative shit that I've been hearing since I've been paying attention to, um, like, that kind of talk since around 1989. Mm-hmm. Same shit. It's boring. Yeah. Or she won't, like, like she did have, like, a, a conversation with FD Signifier. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Or she had a conversation with a conservative that I disagree with, but he goes into some wacky places and does say some different shit. Irami Osim Frimpog, his name is hard for me to pronounce. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'll listen to those, but, like, she be sitting across from, like, Newt Gingrich-level Republicans. Mm-hmm. Like, same old Rush Limbaugh 1994-ass shit we've been hearing. Yeah. It bores me to death. If Brianna does monologues, I will re-follow her. Um, but, yeah, what happened with her? So she basically said that we should start defunding the FBI, which I wholeheartedly agree with. However, guess who else agrees with that? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Damn, this is... Wait a second. So BreadTube is just now on this old ass shit? Um, I think it got rehashed again. Because this is from back when um when they ran up in Mar-a-Lago because that mm-hmm. nigga Trump was like, they're my papers. Yes. My daddy says they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. As you say that, I just am imagining him with a picture in the truck. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Folks, remember that. Like Donald Trump in a semi truck literally playing. It's touch a truck day. God. Um, So anyways. um, Yeah. So basically, Marjorie Taylor Greene also thinks that we should defund the FBI. I'm quite certain without even researching it for a half a second for radically different reasons than Brianna Joy Gray did. Okay. Um, however, Vosh has some strong ass opinions about that and basically said that not only should Brianna kill herself because Marjorie agreed with her, but that she should actually commit seppuku, the, you know, the ritual disembowelment thing with like a katana sword. Kind of a fucking grisly ass way to go. Yeah. But then again, it's like, but this is how you de-radicalize, right? It's, it's how you walk people down yes. to with a more reasonable level of things. Yes, because... I, for one, know with absolute certainty that Nazis would never like to see a black woman commit suicide by ritual disembowelment. Hey, Mav. 
Fosh is about to defend saying the N-word. Look, he's de-radicalizing. He's de-radicalizing. All right. Look, you didn't know that, did you? Mm Mm-hmm. I bet Mm -hmm. you didn't. It's saying the N-word before. I said it on the kill stream. I posted a comment in the section defending it. I stand by my use of the N-word in that respect. De-radicalizing, you say? Yeah. Amen. Oh, yeah, that whole, like, so much of that video clip was just uh, him chuckling because this is funny and it's de-radicalizing. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. All right, so let's hear this latest instance of how he is uh, taking fascists off the deep end. <laughs> I mean, you literally had Marjorie Taylor Greene agreeing with Brianna Joy Gray. Listen, bring bring back Seppuku. If Marjorie Taylor Greene... But wouldn't Marjorie Taylor Greene also agree with saying the N-word? Yes. Someone from Forsyth County, Georgia? Yes. All right, so she agrees with you, too. Mm-hmm. Ever quote tweets you affirmatively, under any circumstances, you should disembowel yourself, right? Wait, but then also, wouldn't didn't misogynists agree with Vosh when he said, um, women shut up and be humble day? Yes. Yes. De-radicalizing. He's de-radicalizing. And that's the thing, like, I'm, it's not just that I'm, I'm from an older world, but, like, I'm also from the old internet. <laughs> and, like... On the old internet, we were on forums, and there was, like, no oversight. Mm-hmm. And there was no... And, like, after a while, you have a disagreement with someone to the point of, like, are we in the same town? Let's shoot the fair one and close this off. Like, I've actually met cats and just handled that. Mm-hmm. You know, one of them was a student. You Florida kids will know this. Was a student at Full Sail. Yeah, that place where you go to waste your money and never become an audio engineer. Right? Is that not like? Is that not honorable? That's that seems like a very basic thing to me, like very logical. Now, I'm pretty sure that if someone heard us covering this, they'd be like, "Well, it's obvious he's joking." Is he? This doesn't sound like a joking tone at all. What, what is? If he's joking, what's the punchline? Yeah, what's the setup and what's the punchline? Why is it funny? What's funny? Make what it a I... three part joke. Premise, middle, punchline. What am I supposed to be laughing at if this is a joke? The black woman bleeding which marjorie taylor green would disagree with Mm -hmm. that's one thing she never wants to see Mm -hmm. also keep in mind tamala horsford was murdered in Forsyth county i was actually glad to see her story getting more traction after that like atrocious ass um white woman tears thing after the jordan neely murder ah did you see that i don't know again you um, don't twitter that much but was it the one with the bicycle at the hospital no, 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 no. It was after uh, Jordan Neely got murdered and a bunch of white women were like, but we feel unsafe on subways. And then, you know, of course, the response was as expected because it's like, just shut the fuck up unless somebody's actually actively trying to harm you. And then some white woman is like, well, you can't say that homeless men aren't a danger. Would you rather be in a room with a hundred bougie women or a hundred homeless men? And somebody posted that last picture of Tamala Horsford on the couch with all Ooh. those white people. And I was like, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I could handle the homeless men. Like, let's say the homeless men do try to attack me. Well-fed and exercised me, who has tools and knives in his pockets. But also, like, most homeless people aren't fucking violent. And then also, here's the part. You really think they're going to attack me? Nigga, I'm going to pull out my smart device and order, like, ten pizzas on Uber Eats. (laughs) Right. And everybody's going to fucking have some slices of pizza. And then I'm going to stand up on a fucking on some pallets and and talk about how we need to take down capitalism together. (laughs) 
<laughs> not you. Like, I won't get political of me after two beers. We need to fight. <laughs> and given by what I'm feeding them, yeah, this is my army of Ninja Turtles. Like, cowabunga, <laughs> we're taking down the fucking boss. <laughs> not my army of Ninja Turtles. But yeah, so I mean, I I don't know what the punchline is. I don't know what the setup is. It doesn't sound like he's joking to me. We we only heard half of it. We oh, didn't okay. we didn't hear the the punchline oh, okay, yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then he's gonna turn to the screen and be like, "Woogie boogie, nigger." I was just joking. That's that seems like a very basic thing to me. Like very logical, hmm. you know, um, very straightforward. I like just it's it's very it's like it's at, at that point nothing but. Seppuku can can write the the dishonor you've done to yourself Fox and your family. About Three generations of Pox I, I have uh, you've brought him. upon yourself and your kin. Disgraceful. I mean, that sounded funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Fucking funny. Wow. Yeah. Matter of fact, let's funny. take a look at this. Um, so I'm sure there's a thread under it. Uh, so the person that posted this to the Twitter is Alexi. Is this one of your best good friends? Uh, I actually don't know that person. They showed up because if you see in the comments, someone named Chuck commented, and that's how I found it because I follow Chuck. Okay. Oh, someone named Lily responded and said, "Based." I blocked them. So they have. Uh, so Lily has been de-radicalized. Uh, Lily Froggy Girl. You know, and that's why I see whether they call themselves left or right. If I see a Japanese animation cartoon profile picture, I click away. But also, notice their profile says lovey-dovey. What sounded lovey-dovey about telling Brianna to... And I don't even like Brianna like that, but, like, just telling her to commit suicide because she said something that was true. And then what, uh, somebody retweeted their own tweet. Oh, they... That's they, Chuck. Yeah, that's how I found it. Oh, they're in good Chuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try not to be toxic to black women challenge. Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, like, and, and that is why, um... FD signifier drives those people straight up the fucking wall. Because mm-hmm. th- this is one reason why they can't stand him. First off, he's black and they're yeah. racist. Yes. But then he's being black and in their business the wrong way. Because this is how they do the business. They are not actually good people with good ideas. Mm-hmm. They're... um. Uh, you know what? I guess the modern nomenclature is edgelord, right? Yeah. But even though back in my day it would be shock jock. Mm-hmm. You know, these are shock jock radio hosts, right? Are they yeah. not sitting in front of a microphone? Are they not broadcasting a show? Sounds like a radio show. Sounds like a shock jock. Mm-hmm. And remember, a jock is a disc jockey, right? That's the person that runs the radio show. And mm-hmm. shock is that's what they're supposed to, uh, yeah, you know, bring the viewers in with that. They're going to say something shocking. Yeah. Right. And so by him wishing this violence upon her is supposed to shock you. And he's the jock. I think I overexplained it. <laughs> right. And um, <clears throat> and they have to do this every day for a long time. Mm-hmm. They stream for like five to eight hours. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they stream for 12 hours and then they hire editors because they make so much money off of YouTube super chats. Yeah. Uh, you know, the donations through what's it called twitch Mm -hmm. uh patreon subscribers they make an ass load of money but Mm -hmm. they do have to shell out several thousand a month on editors to take those long ass streams cut out the best clips and make those youtube videos that will also be monetized Mm -hmm. and also turn them into podcast episodes that will also be monetized Mm -hmm. remember podcast and youtube are two different things all right (laughs) (laughs) okay and um 
So they they uh they do all that. FD Signifier drops on average one video a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they're so good that he makes the same amount of money they make. Yeah. Because he just he's black, dark skinned nigger black, mm-hmm. and does better than them at what he does once a month than what they do every fucking day. Yeah. Right, so that oh. bugs the hell out of what up. Yeah, I was like, it, it, it's not hard to do better than them in that aspect because they don't really do anything. All they're doing is being controversial and edgy. Yeah, and it's like, how many times can you make the same rape joke? How many times can you make the same nigger joke? Like it. I... And I'll tell you what else they do. A lot of what they do is not even really work. This is why I I lost interest. Like when I first found BreadTube and I subscribed uh, to Vosh because I wanted to know what my comrades were talking about because they said he's a piece of shit and I wanted to contextualize it for myself and I followed the Surf Times because I thought the Lance kid was kind of funny. Come to find out he thinks that black people should just shut the fuck up about microaggressions. Mm. Um, And I followed them and I realized what they really do is they click on other people's videos, watch them, skip around and comment on what they're watching. Mm-hmm. That is an ass load of what they do. Yep. Like what like um like when if Vosh drops one, then uh some nigga named Xanderthal is gonna watch his and then monetize himself watching Vosh while Vosh monetized himself watching F D, right? Uh, young the Surf Times monetized themselves watching Demon Mama they have some really stupid fucking names. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, some other nigga named Jesse Gender. Uh, they're a bunch of little niggas. Maybe these names are cool now and I'm just 40 and black. <laughs> no, these names were never cool. Also, I feel like I know Jesse Gender. Yeah, that, that's uh, but that's why they, um, they strongly dislike FD. And then also they don't like FD because he isn't always dealing with them. Like, his videos are long-form videos about, like, the rise and fall of Kanye West. Um, A video about the career of Mike Tyson and black masculinity and toxic black masculinity. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, Long-form videos. Like, he has a long-form video just about the frustration of being a Lauryn Hill fan (laughs) that really just resonate with, like, smart black millennials and Gen Xers. Mm -hmm. I would say um, smart, emotional (laughs) black Mm -hmm. millennials and Gen Xers. And then he'll drop one where it's just like the problem with bread tube, <laughs> you know, and like he's only dropping like one of those like once every seven or eight months. Yeah. And that really because they'll do like 10 videos in a row dissing him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't have time for that. Like and then at the same time, um, he makes enough money off of this shit. Like he makes the money they make mm-hmm. that. Now his black wife doesn't have to go to work anymore, mm-hmm. and he's working from home. So now these are two educated black parents at home raising their black children directly and deliberately, while these white kids are like hustling YouTube videos every day. Mm-hmm. They hate that nigga. <laughs> And, like, their hatred for him makes him more appealing to me. Even though his Nicki Minaj video is garbage, everything else he does is pretty solid. Yeah, it it just amuses me how they're, um, we're not racist, but also fuck you black people who are successful. Okay. Yeah. And and he mocks them back. Well, let let me look at what, because FD changed his uh, Twitter handle 
to really bug him. Oh, no. Yeah. Famous wealthy YouTuber? Yeah, famous wealthy YouTuber FD Signifier. And then he changed his uh, biography bio to a smarty art negro and general know-it-all. Check out my YouTube to hear me overanalyze black movies and media. That's funny. Yeah. And then you know what else recently happened? Um, mm-hmm. You ever heard of these niggas named Abba and Preach? I feel like I have, and I feel like I'm not supposed to like them. There are a couple of coon adians. Ah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a hip mm-hmm. word I just made up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them pretended to donate ten thousand dollars to the Atlanta Police Department for oh, Cop City. Oh, that was City. fake. Yeah. Well, at least he said it was fake in the aftermath. After other people from... Because apparently he doesn't know about the microcosm that is black Twitter. Mm-hmm. Because the guy, Abba, he really just consorts with racist white people as yeah. the token black friend. That's like his job. He loves it. And um, <clears throat> and when those other black people got at him, then he came out like, it was just joking. It was just a little Photoshop art. That's all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, th- I believe that's what they call taking an L. Yes. But this is the thing, though. Um, and this is something that I also learned from these uh, niggas like FD, you know, because I'm just finding these guys in recent months. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of kayfabe? No. A pair. There may have just been a car crash outside our house again. Uh, but um, you ever heard of kayfabe? So you never heard of kayfabe? I don't think so. Apparently, it's this thing with professional ra- wrestlers where they... Um, they don't come out of character even when they're not at the wrestling event. So, like, if they're on CNN and it's like, oh, hey, uh, uh, macho man Randy Savage, uh, mm-hmm. what's it like buying a Snickers bar? And he's like, it's a Snickers, brother. You yeah. know, it love the peanuts. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you never come out of character. Mm-hmm. And that's what these uh, these white YouTubers are. Yeah. They refuse. Like, Vosh can never come out of his character. Mm-hmm. On the one, it's bad for business mm-hmm. because he's already appealed to an audience that will make him 50000 or more dollars a month. Right. Right? So he has to be kayfabe all the time. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is with that ABBA guy who donated that money. So I looked at his little video in the aftermath, and he got with his little racist friend that goes by the name of Destiny. His his name oh, is actually God. Steve. Destiny is fucking trash. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 is that is who Abba walks around with his hand in oh, his pocket. God. My Coonery West Coast niggas know what that means. <laughs> Coonery and buffoonery. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He's he's got Abba's hand in his pocket hard, walking the yard. Again, I'm not explaining it to those that don't know. Right. Learn it. <laughs> Real and especially if you want to be out there in these streets protesting and getting arrested. Learn it. Mm. <laughs> and um, so that's who uh, ABBA runs behind. And they did their little video together. And all they did was kayfabe and just be like, no, he's just still stupid and we're still right. Essentially is what their 30-minute video came down to. And their follow-up 12-minute video. And their follow-up 45-minute video. And again, they did that many. FD hasn't dropped a video in like two weeks. Yep. <laughs> Do you need to take a break from that uncomfortable ass chair? No, I'm actually okay. You're actually okay. Yeah. That chair sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, fuck bread tube, honestly. Like, I just, I can't fucking get with these people. They're so fucking racist, honestly. And I I think the wildest thing to me is, like, they will say the most racist shit and then be like, we're not actually racist, though. Which at this point, that's the weirdest thing. Like, I'm telling you white now. If I was white 
and just a total sociopath about capitalism or political power, I would just be like, yeah, I'm racist. And like, what are you going to do about it? You're going to stop me? Like, that would literally be my speech. Like, my speech would be, here I am. Matter of fact, this is what I'm going to do. I'm in an open carry state. I'm going to strap on my strap. And I'm going to go walk around a black neighborhood Facebook Live holding up a sign that says, I'm racist. Fuck you going to do about it. Because there is no consequence. Mm -hmm. White people have made up this myth of a consequence for just being racist. Now, if you walk and now me as a black person, if you walk up to me while I'm in Menards and I'm like, oh, look, a new weed whacker and you smack me in the face. Now there could be a consequence, (laughs) but just being racist doesn't come with a consequence. Right. Because if it was, there'd be so many dead white people. I'm saying. Do you understand? There'd be a drive by from Miami to Puyallup. Like, nigga, it would be one long AK 47 drive by if there was actually a consequence for being racist. Yeah. Like, niggas would post up with sniper rifles and just take out white politicians at their outdoor rallies. Bah! Bah! And happily go to jail. I'm just one dude, not part of an organization. Yeah. Yeah, get the fuck. There's no con. Like, we don't. We just don't want you to harm us, is all. Yeah. So, really, own your shit, as they like, say. What is that one quote about, like, um,. If I'm, like if someone hates me because I'm black, like that's their problem. But if they have the like structural power to hurt me, now it's my problem. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, right? Yeah, structural power or just the willingness to think it's time yeah. for you to deliver that slap. Yeah, yeah. I've rambled quite a bit over explaining bread tube. Bread tube is trash. That's all you really need to know. Yeah, it is. It is ass butt, big time. Yeah, posy Yeah, it's where like the liberals go. I think actually, yeah, I think um, I think we hit our shit up there. We did. We were going to do a political story that we haven't done one of those. Yet. Oh, my Jesus. Or like actual news, real news. Yeah. News that matters. Well, the, uh, the wheelie bin one. We did cover that. Yeah. Um, well, let's see something, uh, so, something legislative to some degree or another. Um, well, they I, do have the debt ceiling. They do have the debt ceiling. Which will pass. Folks, look, Gen Z, if any of you are tuned into me because I'm so based. <laughs> uh Gen Z, look, the debt ceiling thing, it's going to pass. And the reason why it's going to pass is because the Democrats are going to give in to the Republican demands. Mm -hmm. That's how it goes every time. Oh, yeah. Joe Biden already put out his little like bullshit ass statement about how hard it is to like deal with Republicans as if he's not fucking quoted on news uh, on like several fucking major news outlets saying we need a strong Republican Party like a year ago. But, you know. Yeah, and whenever the government shutdown happens, it's really like some parks and shit stop. You know, like some workers get furloughed. We know that's coming. Like it happened under the Gingrich one, right? Remember that one? And then it happened. um, I don't think it it didn't get shut down under Obama. That was just a threat. But it did happen under Trump. Was that 2018? Yeah. Can I present my like little conspiracy theory about that right now? Yeah. Is that, like, it's happening right now, and I think Republicans actually want to have to furlough workers because it's almost June. What happens in June that just got passed? Uh-oh. Juneteenth? Oh. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm right? just throwing it out there. Even if it's not all of them, there's at least, like, 15 of them. Yeah, well, I mean, black people are 
I hate saying like disproportionately represented because that sounds like a negative thing, but they are overrepresented in overrepresented in federal jobs. Right? So like represent like shit. like beyond our uh, uh, per capita in yeah, society. Yeah, like yeah, like there's because you have to like so many fucking black people work at like the post office and shit, right? And stuff like that. So yeah, there's a lot of black people in federal jobs. So like I know a lot of white racists were salty as fuck when the Juneteenth um, got passed as a federal holiday. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Right, and you see, and that's good that Fees Cleeter says that because the only time I talk about Juneteenth, I talk about it as a factory worker, where it's like, so all the coloreds on the factory floor still have to get on that forklift while the white office workers get the day off. Juneteenth. When I pointed that out on Twitter, people got so fucking mad at me. They're like, but it helps black people. I was like, not all black people. Yeah, like, so tell them. My husband had to go to work. Every fucking black person should get Juneteenth off. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then fuck that Tariq Nasheed shit where he's going to oh be like, God. oh, no, the white people are going to pop up and be like, I'm 116th black. Well, I don't give a shit. Do I still get the day off? Right. I don't give a fuck. Ooh, oh, no, there's no white Uber drivers to deliver some food. I'm going to barbecue anyway. I don't give a shit. And also, like, did you just now learn that white racist people are, like, dishonest? Just Is now. That, and I mean, you're fucking. But also, like, how the fuck you caping for the Republican Party? Mm. But anyways, as I have said repeatedly, ADOS and FBA takes their talking points from white supremacists and it shows. Ugh. Yes, man. Ugh. Anyway. All right. What kind of colored business you got here? Um, I know we said legislative, but this is not actually legislative, but still relevant, I think. Um, the rapid. Gr- this is about the uh, 988, which is a hotline number that you can call if you are having a mental health crisis. That being said, don't ever fucking call it, especially if you're having a mental health crisis. So the rapid growth of the new, the new 988 mental health hotline has been greeted with positive media coverage. As people expected, calls, texts, and chats to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, now named now renamed the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, started climbing immediately with the launch of the 988 number in July of 2022. The Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration uh, and the nonprofit that was given centralized control over the 988 system, known as Vibrant Emotional Health, has been releasing monthly monthly updates on key metrics. In April 2023, compared to April 2022, uh, calls a- calls answered increased by 52%, chats by 90%, and texts by 1,022%. The trend was heralded by Federal Health and Human Services uh, Secretary Xavier Becerra, uh, saying, quote, our nation's transition to 988 moves us closer to better serving the crisis care and needs of people across America. 988 is more than a number. It's a message. We're there for you. Sounds happy, right? However... As previously reported by Madden America, a percentage of people who contacted the former National Suicide Prevention Hotline were subjected to geolocation tracing of their phone, computer, or mobile device. The Lifeline advertised itself as a place for confidential discussions about suicidal feelings, but according to its own policy, if a call attendant believes a person might be at imminent risk of taking their own life in the next few hours, days, or week... The call attendant was required to uh, contact 911 or a public safety answering point to send out police and ambulance and forcibly take that person to a psychiatric hospital. Many Lifeline users described experiences of betrayal, public exposure, police interactions, loss of freedoms, and forced psychiatric treatment um, that they called dangerous, harmful, and traumatizing. Yeah, that's what's going on. So if you call the suicide prevention hotline, cops may show up at your house and forcibly remove you and take you to a psychiatric hospital. Hmm. Hmm. 
Um, Hannah Collins, the director, the director of marketing and communications, told Mad in America that still less than two percent of all contacts uh, are uh, still less than two percent of all contacts use emergency services. Uh, Danny Bennett, a spokesperson, said that based on the network call centers, uh, we estimate that fewer than 2% of 988 Lifeline calls require connection to emer- emergency services like 911. This is something that I hate about statistics is like how you can just reduce everything into a number. But it was less than 2%. Okay, but that's those were still people. Those yeah. 2% are still human beings who had the cops show up, which is fucking violent. You had armed men show up at their house, first of all. Uh, removed forcibly, uh, drugged, taken to a psychiatric hospital, which psychiatric hospitals are no fucking picnic, you know, like, but it was only 2%. Still 2% of people. 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 You know. Right, like, it seems like once they... Once they get to a percent that they think is low enough, they just equate it to zero. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they also note in this article, however, continuing at 2% means that detentions are climbing on pace with the rising number of contacts. That means over the past 10 months, a staggering 81,000 Americans who've reached out to 988 for confidential conversations have ended up coercively taken to psychiatric hospitals. It's only 2%. 2% doesn't sound like a lot. Now, when you say 81,000 people... it's like, only 2%. Like, there are towns that don't have that many people. Yeah. Like, we were in Elgin. Did Elgin have that many folks? Yeah, there's, like, I think, like, 150,000 in Elgin. But, yeah. Oh, shit. So, over 50% of this. So, imagine yeah. over 50% of a town the size. I think Tacoma's more well-known. Over 50% of the town of Tacoma disappears. Mm-hmm. You think it might be a little weird saying or basically all of some suburbs like west chicago west chicago is what thirty thousand people yeah something like that so like imagine the whole suburb is gone and people that live near it yep yeah and um of course the the issue is that uh 988 promotes itself as being confidential but they are mandated legal reporters so you know Uh uh-oh yeah and then also um They note that uh, the imminent risk policy applies to a much broader range of situations than an imminent death policy. Um, Involuntary emergency service interventions are when a call attendant feels that a person could be at imminent risk for suicide, not imminent death. Right. Two very different concepts. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, and then they also say, like trying to spin it, that um, the majority of interventions are done with the consent and cooperation of the caller. See, again, the majority. What about the ones that aren't? And then how many is that? Exactly. And how many of them are actually fucking voluntary, really? Well, again, 81,000 is the same as zero because it's only 2%. It's only 2%. Uh, yeah. Uh, it remains unclear what consent means, though, when some lifeline call attendants reportedly tell certain callers that police will come for them, whether they voluntarily disclose their location or not. What in the fuck? That sounds like a fucking, like... Uh, dystopian sci-fi nightmare. Let me read that sentence again. Um, now that I just lost it. Do, 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 do. Uh, it seems... Oh, shit, I just lost it. Um, okay. Lifeline call attendants reportedly tell certain callers that police will come for them whether they voluntarily disclose their location or not. So you didn't even tell them where they are and police are just going to show up at your fucking house and there's nothing you can do about it? That's just supposed to make suicidal people comfortable. Hmm. This is this is this is this is helping. Telling people who are in a mental health crisis that police are going to show up whether they have disclosed their location or not. Mhm. 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 
Ugh. And this yeah. is a national number. Yes. 988. Yes. So, I mean, I, I would not call them myself, but, you know, yeah. Ugh. Because, yeah. And we don't recommend it on this program. I don't. And also because <laughs> I have been involuntarily hospitalized, and that show was fucking terrible. Like, it was it was uh, just brutal. Also, especially in terms of um, treatment, because if you um, don't do the treatments they want you to do, you're, seemed as, you're labeled, like, uncooperative and combative, and it, like, lengthens your stay. Yeah, because I was hospitalized for um, postpartum depression many moons ago. And uh, one of the big things that they were trying to get me to do was um, electroshock therapy. Like, I had to literally fight them to not get the fucking electroshock therapy. And I actually increased my um, stay time because I wouldn't fucking do it. Right. And how many of them just want to do it? They just want to cause harm. Like, let's not forget that words exist because they, they were needed to describe something. Someone had to come up with the word sadist after they noticed that some people exhibited certain behaviors and desires. Well, yeah, you know where that term comes from, right? No, I don't know the etymology. Marquis de Sade. Nope, don't know. Uh, He was a French aristocrat who engaged in sexual proclivities that were terrible. Where, like, it was a known thing. He would go, like, basically pick up sex workers and just, like, beat the ever-loving shit out of them. And that was where the term, because his last name was Desad, and that was where sadism came from as a concept. But, like, yeah, and, yeah, with him, actually, just random historical side note, the only reason he even got in trouble for doing that is because one of the sex workers who he um, basically tied her down and, like, whipped her and then, like, poured, like, hot, like, um, candle wax and shit on her after, like, beating her. The only reason he got in trouble is because he did it, like, on a holiday, like, a religious holiday. It was, like, Easter or some shit. Uh, and that was the reason he got in trouble. Not for what he did to her against her consent, because it was, like, Easter or Christmas or some shit. Yeah, you don't do that on fucking Jesus Egg Day. <laughs> How the <laughs> fuck dare you? But, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's where the... And then they turned that into what's supposed to be a good-looking sexy scene in the movie Basic Instinct. Right, because that was Candlewell, if I remember yeah. right. <clears throat> oh, Jesus fucking mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah, folks, we don't, we're gonna do different news. We're gonna do some good news. <laughs> we, I've been promising this good news since 2014, <laughs> and it's coming. Well, there's the orcas, right? I guess that's kind of good. News. Orca, yep. Willie is free. Yes. I don't know why there aren't more free willy jokes out there with this shit. Like, come on, 90s kids. Get on it. Um, I think probably because that was a long time ago. That well, movie is old. Yeah, was it like 1993 or so? Ah, something like that. I'm telling you right now, all you got to do... And also, is it a copyright issue? Like, because I'm telling you right now, I want to take... Because there's video clips of, like, some people getting their boats rocked by them. Mm-hmm. Put that clip in slow motion and play the Michael Jackson Will You Be There. <laughs> like, there, that's all you gotta do. Mm-hmm. And it's popping. Yeah, nobody wants to do the cool stuff. I'll do it. I'll post it to Twitter because Twitter is Elon's wild, wild west. I don't think copyrights matter there anymore. Mm. All right. Uh, and then we're moving on to uh, relationship talk. Yes. Ooh, excuse me. But we're going to take a bathroom break first. <laughs> <laughs> 